Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome into another off-season episode of the Houdat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You could follow me on Twitter, at Andrew Galata. And then also, you can follow the podcast on Twitter, at the Houdat Dis. And we have a very fun episode in store for you guys today. Jam-packed, as always, we're going to get into some Saints news with some signings that they've had, a free agent visit that they had as well. Um, You know, just looking at the signings, Nick Vanette, uh, Tawan Passigno, the two guys that they signed, some nice veteran pieces, nice role players that I think the Saints, uh, you know, will add to the team. And Passigno in particular, I think adds some actually nice, um, just looking at his projection, like looking at his possibilities with the team. I mean, he's got all of those athletic skill sets that you just have to kind of help him take that next step. And, with how good the Saints coaching staff is, especially on the defensive line, I think this is a really good fit uh, with passing, you know, type of guy, you know, just looking at size-wise that the Saints would go after. So we're definitely going to get into him. Vanette seems like he's going to take over that Josh Hill position. So seems like that was a solid signing as well. And then we'll also, you know, get into TJ Carey. If he's going to come to the Saints, um, he visited with the Saints. And I think that that would be a nice, interesting fit for them. And when you're looking at these veteran guys and like positions that I want to see them fill, you kind of see them filling. Different guys than I thought, which, you know, it kind of is what it is, but similar talent. So it, it's not like it's, you know, to me, I, I think it's like the same level. It's just I ended up projecting the wrong player. But like for, you know, instead of Passigno, I was thinking of Passigno's former teammate, Alex Okafor, used to be with the Saints. They uh, The Saints actually end up with Passigno instead, which actually may be a better fit for them. And um, he's definitely got, especially at this point in his career, much higher potential. So I actually like that signing a bit better, uh, just looking at those two players. But um, you, you know, you, you kind of see all of those, you know, role player situations playing out here. The, the holes are starting to be filled, which is great. And then we'll get into the draft as well in our second segment where, you know, we're able to jump into these first round prospects. I cannot wait to talk about it. We're basically every episode going to do like first round prospects, second round, third round, just go through all the Saints picks. So we're definitely, uh, you know. Uh, get into that draft territory, and I'm very, very excited. Saints have a lot of picks, so it'll be definitely be really, really fun. But I do want to start off here with, I guess, more of a serious topic with Marshawn Lattimore as, you know, the whole thing that went down with him and his legal troubles this week as Lattimore was arrested in Cleveland on Thursday for allegedly being in possession of a stolen handgun. Police took him into custody for receiving uh, the stolen property and failure to notify and also three other people in the car also got arrested. And then later, um, Lattimore was charged with receiving stolen property, which is a fourth degree of felony in Ohio. And Lattimore did make bail on Friday, last Friday. So again, we're going to have to see how the legal process plays out. And you can't really comment on anything because right now everything's in a state of flux. We don't know how it's going to end up. So, you know, I, all I want to caution Saints fans in the Houdat Nation is just, 
you know, you, you got to let and be patient with this legal process and see how it pans out. And, you know, we don't really know how this is going to affect him, you know, his contract, if he would possibly get suspended by the NFL. It definitely puts a lot of question marks on, you know, you're looking at the secondary group that probably didn't need, uh, you know, another question mark when looking at uh, Janoris Jenkins leaving. So now, you know, having two voids at the cornerback position would be really tough. Uh, but we don't know how this, you know, this situation is going to play out. Um, you know, again, it, we'll have to just wait and see. That's really all you can do at this point. And you really can't comment on anything, even with the football side, because then that's just speculation. But you definitely have to at least acknowledge it. That's what I wanted to do here in this little segment here, uh, just kind of talking about, um, you know, Lattimore real quick. And, you know, he, he's a guy where, you know, obviously these questions need to be answered, but we don't really know how they'll be answered. And, Again, when you're looking at obviously the fifth year option, you know, the um, looking at his contract, possible contract extension, it's all into play. And it's really all going to be interesting to see how that plays out and where he ends up. Like, I don't see the Saints signing him until all this legal uh, stuff plays out, which is probably going to happen, um, you know, especially for the Saints. You, you know, the smart move is to just wait a little bit, which I think they will do. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, how that all plays out, but, um, you know, we'll see how it all gets cleared up. We don't really know how it's going to end up. I mean, according to, um, Lattimore's attorney, he said that it was all like a misunderstanding. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Obviously, um, you know, Lattimore is from Cleveland and, you know, he went to Ohio state. He has no prior criminal record or history and he's cooperating with law enforcement. That's what his attorney said. So, you know, we're going to have to see. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out, and it's definitely something to look out for, because even if he's suspended for a few games, that's something that, you know, would be tough for the Saints to overcome, depending on uh, who's opposite him, and, you know, it depends, because even if you had a rookie, let's say the Saints first-round pick at a star rookie, we'll talk about it a little later, even if they got someone like that, what would you, you know, where would your confidence be? Not very high. <laughs> even if, like, if, if that first game for the rookie is number one corner ready to go, um, you know, for, you know, a playoff team in 2020, it's something that would be very, very, you know, a little tough for the Saints would be very tough for that player. Just that mindset would be difficult. But again, you know, I guess Lattimore did in 2017. We're going to see here if the Saints can now do it here. Um, you know, whoever the ends up cornerback, cornerback opposite Lattimore ends up be could be very possible that Lattimore misses a few games at the beginning of the season um, you know, due to a suspension. Uh, you know, just looking at like other, you know, Saints players like you had P.J. Williams at the DUI. Um, which is, you know, levels of, you know, uh, crimes is pretty similar to what Lattimore got charged with, um, just like with the severity. So maybe a two to three game suspension would, would be in store. You don't really know yet, um, you know, cause, because you don't know where Lattimore is going to end up being, you know, um, if the charges get dropped or if the charges get lowered, like two to three games probably is what it's going to end up being, maybe a little more. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see kind of how everything happens. And right now you don't have many questions, but I definitely want to just talk about it real quick to kind of just acknowledge it, say that, look, I'm obviously waiting like everyone else, and we'll just have to see how that plays out there. Now moving over to another piece of news here that's kind of smaller, so I just wanted to put it in before we got into the signings, and that was when the Saints met with TJ Carey. So I, th- I believe that happened on Thursday, Nick Underhill. He kind of said it like on Wednesday night, like, TJ Carey would be a good guy, and like the next day it came out that uh, Carey was meeting with the Saints. And Carey's actually a really interesting player as, you know, he obviously doesn't have the name recognition that Richard Sherman has or Josh Norman has, but 
he does have, to me, a pretty solid career. He do a lot of different things, play on the outside, play on the inside, play safety. Um, you know, just looking at the PFF grades, some really solid PFF grades. I mean, last season, 68, which is, you know, for cornerbacks, really solid, really good run defender as well. Um, you know, in 2018, he had a 67. In 2019, he played more of the slot, which if he was with the Saints, probably won't be asked to do that. And, you know, he had a 56, and that was one of the lowers of his career. But it's because he played in the slot. He, you know, to me, excels more on the outside where, you know, you, you see the 68, 67, uh, 75 PFF grades. Like, all that stuff is really good for him. And, you know, you, you look at the passer rating against, and those are also really high as well. Or really low, excuse me, as well. You know, you have 80 last year, which is pretty solid. Um, you know, you have 78 back in 2018 pretty solid there i mean his career passing rating um you know against was 92.3 so pretty solid average player but that's an average starter player and if you can parlay that with a guy like you know a first round pick whoever it ends up being um i really think that this group could be really solid in 2021 maybe even better in you know than 2020 and that group was great like that group was really good it'd be hard to exceed it but i think it's possible if you can parlay it the correct way I think the Saints can here, and, you know, looking at Carey, he's a guy that um, last year also 57% catch percentage, like, that's pretty low, and, like, overall, I think he's a really serviceable player, he's a veteran, he's played on a lot of different teams, he was good with the Colts last year, and maybe, like, before that, you know, he's playing for a team like the Browns or the Raiders, obviously not playing around with the best players, I mean, that's just the fact of the matter, so maybe playing with a better defense, played with one with the Colts, takes his play up a little bit. Like, I definitely think that's a possibility. He won't be asked to do too much with the Saints. I would actually really like the signing. And, you know, you're looking at his prospects. I, I actually do like what the Saints can do with him. And he obviously would be an upgrade uh, over, you know, what they have now. He's an, uh, to me, a upgrade over Pat, Patrick Robinson. I don't know how big, but he's an upgrade over Patrick Robinson. And, again, he's a player that I would like to see bring in. Richard Sherman's still number one. Probably uh, Josh Norman and Carrier are tied for number two. That's just kind of how I am with these free agents. But if you bring in a guy like to me, Norman or a guy like Carrie, it kind of parlays you with that opportunity to add a rookie. It does with Sherman too. But I think with Sherman that puts your, your needs, like you're going to pick someone that you really have a need, you know, with the first round pick probably at that point, be like a linebacker or something. So, you know, if you add Carrie, the need is still there, but if you don't, if the player doesn't fall to you, you know, then you just go with another position. But you know, if the player does and you can get a great stud at 28 at cornerback, Great, and, and and that's how I see all of this playing out here for the Saints. And, um, you know, when you look at between the drafts and free agency, I think that would be a nice little signing there. And I, I do think that it would uh, work out for the Saints. So I'm actually pretty, um, you know, optimistic about Kerry. I mean, I was looking at his stats. Like, I didn't really know a lot about him before, but I looked at him, and he was actually pretty solid. So I was happy about that. And then... We're going to get into the signings now. No more speculation. We're getting to actual signings. And we'll start off with the most recent one here as the Saints um, did sign Tawan Passigno here as he's a guy that is extremely interesting. Just looking at it, he is second former second-round pick, and he's 6'7", 289. This is a big man, and he has a ton of athleticism. He has all the physical tools and now he just kind of has to bring it all together in his first four years. Couldn't really. And, you know, when you're looking at this, you go back to um, 2019, he had 11 QB hits and four sacks. Like that was his best year, which would be really solid. If the Saints could get something similar to that, like five sacks. 
And then, you know, you look last year, not as much. He started 15 games, but only had one sack, did have three pass defenses, um, you know, had two tackles for loss. And, you know, when you're looking at his PFF type stats, um, you know, they're just average, you know, when looking at it, they're kind of, um, they're better than what Alex Okafor was putting up with, with the Chiefs. So maybe uh, when you're looking at passing, you know, he's a guy that maybe takes that next step with the Saints and just like, just like Okafor did, which, you know, kind of makes sense. Um, he did have 70 total pressures in the last two years, which is actually a pretty good remark. Um, so that to me, that is good. I mean, looking at the hurries, pretty high. Um, you know, the sack level, you know, kind of is what it is here. I mean, uh, PFF credited him with six sacks in, in 2019, but pro football reference with four. So, you know, maybe you split the difference to say at five sacks, but, you know, a, a still pretty solid year. Um, you know, he's a guy that to me, he's more of a, he's is a developmental piece. He's still young, but he could also add you good depth. And, you know, with Davenport, you know, you're hoping that one of the two kind of pop off a little bit. And I, I do think that, you know, this is another kind of hedge your bet signing where you bring in him and then maybe you bring in a rookie and then you call it a day. Like I could definitely see the Saints doing that. You hedge your bets at every position and you're looking pretty solid uh, in a, a playoff team going into um, 2021. But again, I, I did think this was a pretty solid signing. And you just look at his physical abilities. It's all there. He's got to put it all together. I mean, you know, you know, when you're looking at him running a four eight and he's six seven two ninety, like that's pretty solid. And you know, he's a guy that kind of has to now just bring it all together. And we'll see if he can do it with the Saints. It, you know, when you look at the coaching, you're like, he probably could. And you know, Passanio talked about how he had a, a pretty um, enticing deal to go back with the Chiefs, but actually went up when ended up going to the Saints because he was able to you know work with a guy like Ryan Nielsen, who we talked about how you know this coaching staff could bring the best out of players. And he mentioned Trey Hendrickson, which they obviously, the Saints did that with. So Passanio is a guy that I, I do see kind of moving into the Alex Okafor type role. And I, and I think he could do it. He's pretty good against the run as well. Like he can do, he could play both. And, you know, he did start for the team that went to the Super Bowl last year. And, you know, the year before he started eight games for the team that did win the Super Bowl. So he was one of their role players to starters on a team that was Super Bowl caliber. So he could obviously do that for the Saints. I think it's, you know, only going to go up for here for for him from here because I do think that with the Saints coaching staff, he is going to help that out a lot. So very interesting signing, and it'll be interesting to see what the Saints do. But you know, you see these glimpses from him. You see that he can possibly, uh, you know, be a nice piece for the Saints. And him choosing the Saints over the team he already knew uh, with with the Chiefs. Not like the Chiefs didn't want him. The Chiefs did want him, but he ended up choosing the Saints. That does show you something. And you know, especially with a, a team like the Chiefs, which they know what they're doing. It does have to show you something when looking at that signing. So quality signing for the Saints, definitely something that I am excited about. And, you know, we'll see how it plays out in training camp and, you know, the regular season. It'll definitely be interesting between him, Davenport, maybe they bring in someone else. It'll definitely, you know, Carl Granderson as well. I mean, just having that depth there will be very important. And Cameron Jordan getting back to that 10-sack level, that double-digit sack, that number one guy is going to be very pivotal. Because last year, you know, you did have Trey Hendrickson taking kind of that 13 and a half sacks. Like, you were getting that output there. And then Cam kind of, you know, took the more point guard assister role. Cam's going to have to go back up into that main guy role. And I, I actually think he will. So, again, I, I do think that the Saints on the outside, especially with this signing, the interior is looking a bit thin. So maybe you want to add there. But, I mean, with this signing, I, I do think the Saints will probably be fine. Maybe I add one more guy there. But to me, it's... You know, this is a pretty good group as it is here uh, with Passigno. And then finally, with the Saints signing tight end Nick Vanette. Vanette's a guy, again, kind of on the younger side, definitely younger than Josh Hill, just like Passigno, 
um, you know, maybe younger than a guy like um, Alex Okafor, who I was kind of uh, hoping that the Saints would sign. But, you know, when you're looking at Vanette, obviously a blocker. You know, I was just looking at last year, only had 14 catches for 95 yards. Um, you know, in 2018, that was his best year, 29 catches, 269 yards, three touchdowns. He also had 17 first downs. So he's a sure-handed guy, too. Like, he's going to catch the ball if it's thrown to him, which is he's not going to do anything outstanding. But, you know, if it hits his gloves, he's going to catch it. So that's really good. Could, you know, um, you know, catch the ball in traffic. He does want to take the next step. He said that in his interview um, with the Saints media, his introductory, introductory press conference, excuse me, there, he did say that he wants to take the next step as a passer as well. And he feel like he has more potential there than, you know, he's shown on the field. So that's something that's actually pretty interesting. I mean, looking at PFF 57.2, which is an awful, you know, when you compare it to a guy like Josh Hill, kind of right around there. Hill, I mean, maybe he's a little bit better, but, you know, also, I mean, Vanette has never played with the Saints. I and mean, the Saints obviously have a nice role for those Josh Hill-type guys. He's also a good uh, run blocker as well. Um, you know, he's motivated. He can get out and block. Like, that's not an issue. He can do the dirty work. Um, I believe his nickname was, like, Little Gronk or something in college. He played for Ohio State, so the Saints get... That quota checked off their list. They always get guys from Ohio State. So I found that funny. But solid signing. He's a number two guy. And that will allow Adam Troutman to do a little more things. Maybe doesn't have to do as much as the dirty work when you have a guy like Vanette. But still look for another guy the Saints could sign. I mean, you definitely would be more comfortable with a third guy. But if you're going in with Troutman, Vanette, and then a guy like Eric Griffin, it would be an average group. You know, I mean, you know, you're obviously asking Troutman to step up. I would like to add one more guy, but... If you don't, you don't. I mean, you'll see who's available either in the draft or maybe later in free agency where you can pick up some guys. Um, you know, maybe a guy like Trey Burton you could pick up, you know, for, for a little less money. And, uh, you know, and that's your three. Like, that would be a really solid three because you have, like, Vanette Moore, the blocker. You have um, Troutman, who's your number one. And then you have Burton, who can do a little of both. So it would definitely be really interesting there. And that's definitely a solid uh, signing for the Saints. Um, we'll see. Maybe, you know, he's going to take the next step as a pass catcher as well. I mean, we're just going to have to see. But right now, he kind of goes into that Josh Hill role, which, look, you need. It's an unsung role. So uh, we'll see if he can exceed there. I actually think he will. But before we move over to our draft segment and we'll talk about all these first-round prospects that the Saints could sign, I did like a mock draft simulator, and then I just paused it when the Saints were up and saw who was there. And then we'll break down some prospects um, that I liked that were available, and I'll tell you which one I would have drafted. Uh, so that will be a very interesting conversation. So definitely can't wait to get into that. But first, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. 
Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into the Who Dat discussion. And now we're going to get into our next segment where we're going to break down here the first round of the draft where the Saints pick at 28 and look at some prospects that when I did a mock draft simulator, these players were available. So it would definitely be really fun to kind of look into these prospects. And at the end, I'll obviously show you guys who I'd pick. But, you know, we're just going to jump right into it here. I want to show you guys the whole board. I should probably on YouTube, I should be able to insert this picture in. So I'll show um, you guys who was available here. And, you know, I'll just name up some names, you know, if you're listening on the podcast. So uh, number one, uh, this was the Draft Network's uh, mock draft simulator. So shout out to them for having this available so we can all uh, obviously have some fun with our mock draft. So number one here was Devontae Williams, who's a running back from uh, North Carolina. Number who, number two, excuse me, was Jason Owe, who was an edge rusher. He was a guy that ran like a 4-3 but had zero sacks in 2020. So, I mean, that's, you know, I feel like that would be like a Saints-type guy, but he's not one of my top picks. Then you have Greg Newsom, the second. He's a guy uh, from Northwestern I actually really like, as well as uh, Caleb Farley, another guy who we'll get into I really like. Um, you know, you have Christian Barmore, who's more of that interior. I mean, if he's available, I could see the Saints getting him. He's from Alabama, did a lot of great things, kind of that three-tech type. Um, and obviously can learn with David Onyemata. I mean, he's a dominant player. So if they can get him, you know, he, he didn't play like regularly. Like he was more, you know, he played like a little, um, you know, less than 100% of the snaps. Uh, so he's more of like, I mean, I don't want to say a role guy because he was a big part of their team, but he didn't play 100% of their snaps. He came in, you know, situationally, um, but still played a lot. I mean, it's going to be a first round pick, but um, I, I don't think he's going to go like the highest because of he didn't play every snap. But when he's on the field, he was dominant at, you know, Alabama. So, you know, he's a very interesting prospect. Then also Zayvon Collins. He's a guy that's just a great linebacker. He's also right in that Saints, you know, weight limit that, you know, that weight, um, you know, just when you're looking at that with height, it's right where the Saints is their wheelhouse where they like to pick guys. And he's explosive. He's fast. He's your one of your best linebacking prospects to me, top two. And, you know, when you have guys like that, it's tough, tough or maybe top three, excuse me, it's tough, tough to pass on that. And when you need a linebacker and a young guy come in here, that's a really enticing pick. Then Kadarius Tony was still there as well, which I thought was interesting uh, with all that short area quickness, excuse me, he has coming out of Florida. So those are the guys that were available. And I'm just going to go to a few guys I like starting off with Greg Newsom. And obviously you got to start off here with the cornerbacks. As these guys, you know, I mean, you start off with Newsom, but also Caleb Fairley, uh, which we'll get into as well. I mean, you know, Newsom is a guy coming from Northwestern who was just shut down for their team. And, like, that's the guy you love to have. Like, this year, I think he played, like, six games, and, like, he gave up nothing. And, you know, he's a guy that has very fluid hips. He plays both man and zone. Like, he has kind of all of these intangibles you would like, um, you know, as a cornerback and a guy that can play opposite Marshawn Lattimore. Like, that's obviously some great stuff. I mean, he's a guy that has a good feel for coverage, too, which I think is important to see what the Saints do. They play a lot of cover three, I know, but, you know, they do a lot of different things. So being able to play everywhere is a lot, you know, it's really important for the Saints. You know, he can play, um, you know, you know, bump and run. He can play zone. Um, people are saying speed is a concern. Um, but again, I feel like the Saints, a lot of their cornerback speed's concern. I mean, I, I honestly really like him. I mean, you like that he's 
you know, uh, good at reading plays, good at diagnosing, good at being instinctive, getting his, you know, with the, um, getting his head turned around, doing all the fundies correctly is very, very important. Has nice ball skills as well. Um, you know, that's obviously really good. Uh, I mean, six foot, you know, n- nice frame for him. He's a guy that I like a lot. So, I mean, he's just one of the cornerbacks. I mean, to me, he's more of the safer guy because yeah, we're going to talk about Caleb Farley right now. And Caleb Farley, he's a guy that I think is a boomer bust type player because of his injury history. But if his injuries aren't a problem, he's going to be a heck of a talent on the NFL level. And he's going to be a complete steal. Like, he's going to be one of the best corners here out of this draft if the injuries do not bite him. Because, you know, he had the non-contact ACL injury in 2017. He missed a few games in 2019 due to back spasms and then had back surgery in, you know, just now in 2020. He's supposed to be back full for the season, and I bet he is, but back injuries are something that are very difficult. But he is just, you know, when you're looking at these draft prospects, he's, you know, the guy that does everything really well. I mean, he's he can play either press or man, um, and then also zone as well. Uh, press man and zone, sorry. Excuse me there. Um, but, you know, has more experience playing uh, press, which I think for the Saints is big because they play all that cover three and a lot of man coverage. So having that ability uh, to play, uh, you know, that man coverage and to have all those physical abilities, just like Marshall Lattimore does, um, you know, has the quickness, has the fluidity, has the great athleticism, has, you know, good man coverage skills as, you know, he um, makes plays on the ball. He gets his head turned around, does all that uh, stuff as well. Um, you know, he's able to be instinctive, especially in zone coverage as well. He does a lot of different, really great things. He's fluid. I mean, to me, you know, you're looking at him as him and JC Horn kind of as the top guys right now. And again, he's kind of take that back seat and he's fell to the Saints. Like you'd be like, why is this guy falling to the Saints? He seems like a perfect prospect because of the injuries. The back injuries, that's something that you have to talk about. And a lot of teams are just not going to pick him because of that. And, you know, I, I, I just think that. You know, his talent is just so, so good. And sometimes you got to bet on just talent and it working out. I just think Fairley could be one of those guys. And yes, the back injuries are concerning, but it's all there. Like he has all the talent there. And you pair him with Marshawn Lattimore and then with Chris Richard. I really like what he's able to do. Then moving over to Zaven Collins, another guy that, you know, coming out of Tulsa, does a lot of great things from his position. He's going to be a starting linebacker in this league. He can rush the passer. He can play against the run downhill. He can drop into coverage. He can do all of that really good stuff. I mean, looking at him, he's 6'4", 260. When I was talking about the Saints, love those big, bulky linebackers, which, again, I don't really like that much, but they do. So they could definitely pick a Zayvon Collins if he's available. But the good thing about Zayvon Collins is he's still fast. He's still, you know, um, he makes plays. He jumps off the screen still, even though he's, you know, a bigger player. He's just, you know, uh, you know, first round type linebacker where you're going to get some really good players. And he's a guy that if he falls to the Saints, you have to talk about him. He did play quarterback in high school, so he understands the game, which I think is really important as well. You know, he brings the speed, he brings the length, the power, the football intelligence, he brings everything. It's it is very interesting for him, and he's a guy that I'd like to see. I mean, again, it'll be interesting because obviously the speed isn't as high as it is for like those top, you know, maybe smaller guys. But for his size, I think the speed is good enough, and you know he could rush the passer. Just so many different things. Stephen Collins is definitely one of those players that I would love to see in a Saints uniform. And then finally, have to uh, talk about our last player on here, and that's Kadarius Tony, who if the Saints are looking for a wide receiver and he's available. 
it's hard not to pick him. It really would be hard not to pick him if you're looking for a receiver. Just for me, receiver probably doesn't fall at that number one need right now. So maybe a move away from him. But he is a great route runner, has all that great short area quickness. And guess who was the last guy that had that? That was Justin Jefferson. Kind of reminds me of him a little bit. Plays in the slot, play on the outside as well, though. And, you know, looking at his college career, he had 70 catches, 984 yards, 10 touchdowns at Florida last year. Uh, was a, a very good target uh, for what they were doing down there, um, you know, and, and for Kyle Trask. And I do think that he's a guy, you're looking at him, he gets open, flat out gets open. And I think with a new quarterback, you want guys that can just flat out get open. I do think Darius Tony could do that. Yeah, when it comes to right now, I mean, it depends who's on the board. Um, just because all these guys are on the board, I don't know if I go Tony, but just because the needs you have right now, like if you're able to pick up a linebacker and pick up TJ Carey, I'd probably go, yeah, let's get Kadarius Tony because he may be the best player out of all, all these guys. But uh, right now, the way that, you know, the roster is falling, I, I do think they have other needs, but he's such a great player that if he's available in the Saints pick him, I'm not being mad because he's just such a talented player. But I mean, a lot of these guys are talented. We're talking about Caleb Fairley. We're talking about Zayvon Collins. It'll be very, very interesting to see uh, how that all plays out. And whew, getting down to now, who are we going to pick? I mean, that, that, that's not what everyone wants to hear. I'll, I'll say right now, I'm between Caleb Fairley just because, um, you know, he has all the intangibles. It's the injuries that worry you and, you know, where the Saints are looking, that could, you know, be a problem. But, I mean, the depth that the Saints have at cornerback is really nothing, and he's just such a good prospect. If the injuries aren't an issue, he's going to be a slam-dunk player, and he's going to be a good starter for this team. Zayvon Collins, he's the other guy I'd go out and pick because you need a linebacker really badly opposite Demario Davis. Demario's not getting any younger, and I, and I think Collins is that guy that has the nice blend of athleticism and, you know, the physical traits being, you know, kind of in that Saints build where he's 6'4", 260, and just is, you know, obviously, um, you know, a really big player, but also has the skills to be in coverage and play downhill and rush the passer and all that stuff. He can do everything. Um, you know, th that's something that I like as well. Um, obviously, the speed's not top, top of the line, which could be a worry, but... Um, you know, he's a guy that, especially because the Saints play a lot of multiple, you know, um, you know, type of you know, defenses. They do a lot of different things, and they use a lot of players that can do different things, just like Collins could do. You look at Chauncey Garner-Johnson. You, know, you guys know the the list is very uh, long to the players. The Saints use in multiple positions and multiple ways. Collins could do something similar to that, and he doesn't have the injury history, which, again, kind of makes me want to pick him, even though I do want a cornerback. I'll go, I'll go Collins and then hope that another cornerback like an Asante Samuel Jr. is on the board in the second round, but we'll have to get there. I'll definitely let you guys know in the next episode to see who we'll pick. But Zayvon Collins, he's my guy. Pick him with pick 28. I think he's going to go in there, slot with Demario Davis really nicely, grow into your number one corner or number one linebacker right now. And that's what I would do for this mock. Now, maybe in another mock, he's on the board. Then you look for Caleb Fairley if he's not on the board. The other guys I talked about are really great prospects too, and I'd love to have him on the Saints. Definitely let me know what you guys think. Do you think Collins is the right pick? Do you think someone else, you know, do you think that a guy like Caleb Fairley will fall to the Saints? Kadarius Tony fall to the Saints? Will, you know, all these guys, I feel like this was a pretty good mock because we had a lot of different guys fall. Um, uh, Newsom as well, Newsom the second as well. So, again, a lot of different guys. So, um, should definitely be really fun. And then also, um, Barrymore, we didn't get to talk about, but he's another guy. Like, I'd love to see him, especially with the Saints' lack of depth at the defensive line position. But right now, I wanted that starter at linebacker. So, 
I went with Zayvon Collins. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. That means on Twitter, you can follow us at the Houdat Dis. On Instagram, you can follow us at Houdat Discussion. And then also you you can subscribe, excuse me, to the YouTube page. And then also on iTunes, you know, um, Spotify, all those fun stuff. We are on there. Definitely leave a comment, like, do all that fun stuff. Who do you guys pick? I mean, do you guys like the signings as well? Just whatever your your opinions are on the Saints, I want to hear from the Houdat Nation. So uh, definitely leave those comments, leave those questions, and, um, you know, all that fun stuff. But I think with all that said... I want to say thank you guys for listening, turn it loose, and who dat?